0: Kyle Krabs here host of locked on NFL scouting join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft check out the locked on NFL scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts what exactly does the pathway to victory for the Dolphins on Sunday look like against the Patriots we're here to talk about it here today on this episode of locked on Dolphins
1: You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right,
1: Miami, welcome to
0: another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked on Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. Host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, Tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Today on the show, spend some time watching the Pats-Eagles game tape from last weekend. What exactly did they do? How much of it was different from your typical New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, Brian Flores-esque approach to playing defense? What did the Patriots do on offense? We got you covered. So offensively, when the Dolphins have the football against the Pats, um, I think the first thing that becomes very apparent is this is where The Josh Boyer, Brian Flores imprint left on the quarterback does have value. Uh, New England is presumably going to do a lot of the things that they they normally do, which included 76% of cover zero or middle of the field closed coverage against the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, you could make the argument that the run threat of Jalen Hurts prompted the Eagles to get more single high coverage looks than what uh, the Dolphins will. But uh, according to uh, Coach Cody Alexander, who came on the show and talked to us about Vic Fangio principles throughout the course of the summer, uh, he has the pro football focus coverage numbers. And against the Eagles, the Patriots ran cover zero, 15% of the defensive snaps against Philadelphia. 15%. No other team was higher than 8.6%. Excuse me, I lied. There was one team, 8.8, and it was actually the Dolphins playing the Chargers. So the Patriots ran cover zero almost twice the incidence in week one of any other team in the league. The Patriots ran cover one against A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith 31.8% of the time. That's a top five number. In the NFL in week one. And then they ran cover three. uh, 28.8% of the time. So you add it all up. Zero. And the two middle of the field closed. coverage shells. Cover one. And cover three. And that's three quarters of the Patriots defensive snaps against Philadelphia. Was either no one or one high post player in the middle of the field. Now again. Jalen Hurts. Quarterback run game. Math changer in that regard. You need the extra hat in the box. Puts you in conflict. And New England said, "Okay, we're, we're going to be really aggressive," and that's backed by the fact that the New England Patriots had the second highest incidence of blitz pressures, five plus rushers of any team in the league in Week One. Second highest rate of pr- of pressure, forty two point one percent of their snaps. And I thought you saw last night on Thursday Night Football was interesting you had brian flores follow suit to own bill belichick in consecutive weeks trying to defend jalen hurts and minnesota either ran zero or drop eight and it was both extremes but it kept jalen hurts off balance and i i think you reflect on how new england played them as well when you watch the game tape and it was daring hurts to make quick decisions under duress I did not think Jalen Hurts did a particularly good job. And case in point, uh, that's why you saw some of the same page taken up by Brian Flores, not just the fact that they have the same defensive ideology from Flores being in New England for 20 years before coming to Miami to serve as the head coach for three. So I think that is an advantage that the Dolphins have offensively against New England. Is If, if you are going to live in a world where you were to play middle of field closed, you are going to try to blitz and pressure. I think that is a recipe, particularly Tua Tungvalu was especially effective against the Blitz in Week 1 against the Chargers. The Chargers kind of got sick of Tua picking them apart, and in the second half, they flipped the switch and started bringing five-man pressures. They couldn't get home. So if you're going to play cover one and cover three with a high post player and you're going to Blitz, the Dolphins continuing to go empty against those looks with obviously the shifts and the motions that they have now you all of a sudden have the opportunity to take shots down the sideline because you're not getting so much too high safety looks. And you're doing it in rhythm because you're going against the blitz. So you, if you space the field, you should be able to quickly process. So if I'm Miami, if that's the route that they want to defend you in, I'm taking less play-action passing, just like they did against the Chargers. And I'm probably going to spread the field if you want to play that way. Now, if the counter there is that they will then in turn go lighter and go with these 3-4 safety looks like Mike DeBate referenced yesterday with the big nickel, and they have the safeties to do it, that is in turn then where I think the personnel ambiguity that Miami is capable of having, their 21 personnel group with Ingold out on the field, Smythe out on the field, one of the backs, all of whom can jet other than, than Chris Brooks, Waddle and Waddling Hill, you get those guys all out there simultaneously. You can spread it, you can go condensed formation. You'll have effectively two tight ends because Alec Ingold serves in that capacity. So, I think that this is another Ingold week. I, I think you're going to see continue to see as Miami tries to balance wanting to spread the field and wanting to condense and go quote unquote heavy player like Engel with his versatility is going to continue to be an unsung hero of this football team. So I'm looking at 30 to have a a big game and a big role for Miami. But I do find it interesting that against another team that had bona fide two-star wide receivers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, New England said, we're going to play a lot of man. We're going to play a lot zero. We're going to heat you up. We're going to blitz you almost every other play. And we're going to get after it. If they want to try to replicate the same formula against Miami, Great. I like Miami's chances. Now, if they end up breaking their own tendencies, and and they were very uh, light in all of the the middle-of-the-field open coverage shells, whether that's cover two, they were credited with running cover two 4.6% of the time. They ran quarters 6.1% of the time, and they ran cover six, which is split field half cover two and half cover four. They ran that 6.1% of the time. So you're talking 15% of the time they run those middle-of-the-field open coverages. So now you, as Miami, kind of have an opportunity to put the onus back on New England because New England's entire MO is we are going to take away what you want to do and force you to do what you don't. But when Miami, you have the personnel that Miami does. You kind of get to flip it around. You really want to get to live in that world? Are you really going to try to live in the world where you play a bunch of Cover one, because I know that's what you want to do. It's what you've historically done. We we learned that good and well from Brian Flores in the time that he was here. You want to play that way? Okay. Or do you want to get out of what you do and try to play conservative and have two high safeties? And how do you, you utilize and implement Jelani Tavai and Juwan Bentley, who are big-time thumpers, big-time hitters in the run game? but they don't cover space in the middle of the field. So I, I think you you really do present to New England this ideological conflict. And if they're going to stay with your ideology, I think it's a good matchup for Miami. And if they get away from it, well, then you're doing to New England what New England typically does to other teams. And respectfully, I don't think they have a lot of the, the horsepower necessary to trump that. And that was kind of why I alluded to it in, the, in the close on crossover Thursday why I would pick the Dolphins to win the football game. We're going to talk about the defensive script for Miami next here on this episode of locked on dolphins. So stick with us. Keep it locked in right here. Locked on dolphins. Football season is here and perhaps you want to get yourself into the game. Go to the stadium Catch the Dolphins play. Forget planning all that stuff months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on everything from football to basketball to baseball at concerts, comedy theater and more. The game time guarantee means you're always 100 percent guaranteed to have the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110 percent. Of the difference, get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what you're signing yourself up for. Get tickets on your phone after just a couple of clicks. Uh, you don't have to go digging through your emails. It is super easy to use. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, fully guaranteed.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out locked on NFL scouting available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
0: So let's talk about the defensive script for Miami. The first thing it's, it's low hanging fruit. I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, you got to win the turnover battle and win time possession, right? Like, I love the the graphics that get run at the beginning of the game broadcast. And it's like, score more points than the other team is the key to win the football game. Yeah, of course it is. got to win on first down. You have got to win on first and ten. The Eagles did a really good job of that against New England last week. And I look at what New England has offensively. I look at what Miami has defensively. I look at what Philadelphia has defensively. And you hold them up, and I think the top of Miami's depth chart on the defensive line is just as good as Philadelphia's. Now, I think Philadelphia's more depth. I think Miami's linebackers are actually better than Philadelphia's. I think their safeties are better than Philadelphia's. And the top corners, maybe you say without Jalen Ramsey, Philadelphia is on the same footing. From a talent perspective, there is zero reason why Miami can't have not, cannot have the same defensive success against New England that the, that the Eagles did. And just to piggyback off of this, the parallels between the two teams, Philadelphia and Miami defensively, Philadelphia in week one against the New England Patriots, take a guess what uh, coaching tree their defensive coordinator is off of. The Eagles, 1.3% cover two, quarters, 20.8% cover six. Miami against the Chargers in week one, 1.3% cover two, 11.3% quarters, 21.3% cover six. Sean Desai, defensive coordinator off the Vic Fangio tree, and their middle of the field open coverages against different teams, Acknowledgely, you acknowledge that, uh, almost identical percentage across week one. So if the Eagles were able to implement that kind of plan, I don't see any reason why Miami should not feel as though they have the personnel and the horsepower to do it and will be a very good litmus test for the Dolphins' defense after seeing what Philadelphia's defense looked like against them if they do choose to embrace the same style of play. The only real difference between the Eagles and the Dolphins as far as their coverage tendencies in Week 1 is the Eagles didn't call cover zero once against New England. Miami called it almost 9% of the time against the Chargers. And that extra percentage, plus percentage points different elsewhere, the Eagles ran 41% cover three against New England, where the Dolphins ran cover three 30% of the time against the Chargers. You think about getting the seventh hat in the box. more cover three, or cover nine. Weak side safety rotation, cover threes, cover nine. Said that at the beginning of the week. I expect against New England you'll see a higher percent. Well, Philadelphia called it an 11% higher clip in week one against New England than what the Dolphins called it in their week one matchup. I don't think you need to zero blitz, Mac Jones. I think fire zone blitzes and five-man pressures as change-ups is totally fine, but you have to win on first and ten. You have to get this team out of being encouraged to run the football. You have to put them behind the sticks. Now, Mac Jones threw the ball a ton in week one against the, the Philadelphia Eagles. I actually have the numbers up courtesy of Next Gen Stats. And Mac Jones threw the ball 54 times against the Eagles for 316 yards and three touchdowns. Some healthy numbers. Mac Jones, also against the Eagles, averaged the fourth fastest time to throw of any quarterback in the NFL, 2.52 seconds. Okay, it's a comparison uh, to a tongue of a low was 2.53. So almost identical time snap to throw on average across 54 attempts for Mac Jones. Here's the fine print. More than half of those throws were within five yards of the line of scrimmage. This was the offense that we thought we might see the Dolphins resort to using against the Chargers because of how much pressure the Dolphins' offense was in in Week 14 of last year. Perimeter screens, running back screens, tight end screens, quick design checkdowns, swing routes. 28 of 54 attempts within five yards of the line of scrimmage. And then it becomes rally to the football and tackle. I thought Miami did a fair job of that. They struggled tackling against the run, and that's why I think it is important and paramount for you to be better prepared for your run fits and your execution of that against New England than what you were against the Chargers. There is also a talent discrepancy with the New England Patriots and their offensive line, even before the injuries that we'll go over in segment three. But you have to win on first and 10. I think that is paramount. Now, whether you want to play man or zone, I would probably play more zone uh, this week. I think cover three is, is the ticket. Um, if you wanted to put Mac Jones under more pressure, I would just encourage you, based on the average time to throw and Mac Jones' ability to negotiate, I mean, he was under constant arrest. Constant arrest from Philadelphia. Jalen Carter, rookie, first-round pick, ninth overall, um, had led the NFL in pressures in week one. And I know, you know, once upon a time, Dolphins fans, because it was Jalen Phillips, and we were frustrated with his play. Well, not we. uh, The collective we was frustrated with his play. Uh, We didn't care about pressures, right? Pressures is extremely valuable. And Jalen Carter was tearing the interior of that offensive line apart. I don't see any reason why, regardless of who suits and regardless of who doesn't, why Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, and Christian Wilkins, and Zach Sealer can't show up and have big football games for the Dolphins. And if you do, and it removes the pressure for you to have to bring fire zone pressures, and you are allowed to drop seven and rally to the football and have high integrity with your zone landmarks, and if you're going to match, understanding that they're, they're probably going to try to play with your coverage rules uh, because they do have a coherent offensive coordinator this year in Bill O'Brien. But one thing that I thought that you saw in week one against Philadelphia is very quickly, they learned we can't trust the offensive line to hold up. So they started calling these schemed throws and quick check downs. And if you're going to pressure him, if you're going to come after Mac, be disciplined. Don't come flying in there because they New England showcased an awareness early in week one early in that football game it says hey we can't really block them up front <laughs> and we can't run. How do we circumvent that And that's where you saw so many of the schemed throws So you don't want to dial up pressure and bring extra bodies and then come in there without awareness and run and into an invited, open pocket just for them to drop the ball behind you, and now you got to get into a scramble to get back in position and leverage over top of the screen. So those are kind of the defensive scripts. Now, you would obviously you'd say, hey, let's get a turnover against New England. Yeah, of course. If it's going to happen for you to quickly commandeer, this has the potential to be a dogfight. If you're going to quickly commandeer the football game, You have to land an early haymaker and put them on their heels and do what Philadelphia was able to do. Philadelphia went down the field, kicked the field goal. They stalled out in the low red zone. Then they get a pick six. And all of a sudden, it's a two-score game early. And New England has to kind of methodically claw their way back. And credit to New England – They stayed scrappy on defense. They had some holds. They continued to pressure Jalen Hurts into bad decisions or or making quick decisions that weren't necessarily optimal decisions. It was raining. It's not going to be in play for Miami. I know there's some questions about the weather. We'll we'll touch on it quick here in segment three, but it sounds like that's all going to be cleared out of here. So you're not going to have to worry about wet ball or wet grass or any of that. Land a haymaker early and force them, just like I think you have the personnel to do defensively, and you potentially have the the personnel to do it off um, when the Patriots have the ball as well, um, but you can kind of coach around it a little easier. Put them in high stress. Get on top of them by more than one score early. That's obviously key to winning any football game. But if you want to commandeer it the way that a lot of Dolphins fans think that they're capable of doing it, that's how you do it. Now, we are going to talk about some of the peripherals. We're going to talk about the injury report. Uh, we got an update on Teron Armstead. We got an update on some of the Patriots players. We've got this hurricane, kind of tropical storm passing through the, the East Coast. We'll talk about all that in segment three as we uh, bring this episode of Locked on Dolphins Too Close. Stick with us. But before we go any further on today's show, today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever just find that you're trying to fall asleep? You have racing thoughts that keep you up at night, anxiety, thinking about all the stuff you got to do, thinking about all the things you didn't do. Turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk through them. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. com slash locked on. And, of course, with the week two of NFL off and running, it's a great chance for you to get in the action yourself. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sport because it's not just you against thousands of other people, it's you versus the numbers, it's you versus the house. No pros and sharks here. You just pick more or less on two to six player stat projections. And watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to even bigger payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy payouts and deposits into your account this football season. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for first deposit match up to $100. That is prizepicks.com, promo code Locked on NFL for first deposit match up to $100. So as far as the injury report goes for this football game, uh, Miami's got some good momentum. Teron Armstead practiced for the second consecutive day. Teron Armstead uh, also out of the red jersey, the red non-contact jersey for the second day of practice. With that said, With the magnitude of importance of Teron Armstead in the big picture of things. With how well Kendall Lamb played in week one against the Chargers. With your positioning as a team that is and 1-0 and not going against all pro players, although that is not meant as a sign of disrespect to Matthew Judon and Josh Uche and Keon White, the rookie who had a couple really impressive reps throughout the course of the uh, week one opening game against the Eagles. I would not be overly eager to harshly rush him back. That is just my personal opinion. Unless Teron Armstead looks absolutely positively 100% fully ready to go, I would stick with Kendall Lamb for another week and see how Teron Armstead looks after a couple of days of no practice on the weekend and then starting the following week kind of in cycle. That's how I would handle Tehran. Now, Elijah Campbell, who's been limited to practice this week as well. Um, I don't exactly know where he's at from a recovery standpoint. If he's back, it's huge boost for the Dolphins special teams. It's huge boost for the Dolphins safety depth, but, um, I know everybody's eyes for the Dolphins are on the uh, status of Teron Armstead. I personally, if I had to guess right now, I would guess you do not see Teron Armstead in week two. As far as New England goes, this is um, hefty. There, there's a lot of names of note on here, and I'm not trolling or anything like that. Uh Two critical members of the offensive line, Trent Brown, the starting left tackle, veteran, one of the leaders of the group, and City Sal, uh, a rookie guard who was the backup to uh, Sal played at right guard, so I guess that's Michael and Wayne backup. Uh, both did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday with concussions. And a little further context on that, there was not a single player for the New England Patriots in the entirety of the 2022 season who was put on the injury report and put into concussion protocol that played in the game that same week all year long. So if that's the case, you would be looking at New England down Trent Brown and City Sal. Riley Reefs already on injured reserve. That's the starting right tackle. David Andrews has been a limited participant the last two days with a hamstring issue. Michael you and Cole Strange, your starting guards, David Andrews' your starting center. Michael and Wayne and Cole Strange were limited participants in both days thus far of practice with an ankle and a knee respectively. They were limited all week last week and neither suited up for the football game. Do they get them back? Do they not get them back? If they don't get them back, you could potentially be looking at Trent Brown starting left tackle, out, concussion. Cole Strange, starting left guard, out. Knee injury, suffered during training camp. We touched on it with Mike DeBate yesterday. I would expect David Andrews, he finished the game last week. I would expect he plays. But he is on the injury report uh, with a hamstring. Michael and Wayne off-season surgery on his ankle. Limited participant all week. Last week did not play. Limited participant in both practices thus far this week. Starting right guard potentially out another week starting right tackle Riley Reef injured reserve your first guard off the bench city South potentially out concussion it's um it's a lot of names that are really critical and and I think this potentially can provide the foil for week one to week two if New England is hammered up front, with injuries on the offensive line. I think you will see the difference of not only the, how the math changes in defending a football team when they have Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Austin Eckler versus Mac Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, Ezekiel Elliott. We'll put Devonte Parker on here, but he's been limited participant in both days this week with a knee injury it's not a surprise to anybody who's ever been a fan of the Miami Dolphins for more than 5 minutes since 2015 um, Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry, Mike Gesicki, like it's just a different caliber of, of weapons, right? So that that on one hand is a difference in defensive success. And then there's also the element of being able to win up front whereas the Chargers and I, I don't want to speak out of turn here. Let me make sure I get this right. I'm going to pull up the Locked On NFL Scouting Roster Database, which is all of the studies that Joe and I uh, did over at Locked On NFL Scouting over the course of the last um, several months, kind of grading all the players on all the teams. So if I look at sortable scoring and I list the teams in the NFL based on where their offensive line ranks, the Chargers ranked as the sixth best offensive line in of football. Behind the Eagles, the Lions, the Chiefs, and the Falcons. Sixth best offensive line of football. Now, New England, at its peak, ranks 11th. Miami's, at its peak with Teron Armstead, ranks 14th. But if you go to backups at every spot, if you go to backups in four spots, this this is potentially a bottom eight, bottom five offensive line of football. So that, if you're looking for something to kind of dial in on, that's where I would look at 4 o'clock when the injury report comes out and you get a little bit of a better idea if Trent Brown's going to be able to go. And then conversely, you, you wait until the inactives come out 90 minutes before the game and you're going to wait to see what's the status of Unwain, you and Cole Strange. That has a potential to throw a major wrench in New England's opportunity to uh, dictate terms. I don't think the weather will Uh, from all of the weather reports. It sounds like everything is going to be out of the area by Saturday night. Of course, that's maybe a break that you get if the storm breaks a little bit more West than they're expecting. Uh, You don't play till Sunday night on the grass might be a little wet, but at least you won't have to worry about the totality of inclement weather and rain and your ability to throw the football and so on and so forth. So that's it for us here on Locked on Dolphins, we get you prepped. Uh, Again, my my game prediction yesterday with Mike of Locked on Patriots was the Dolphins would win a one-score football game. I do think if the injury report breaks poorly for New England, this this could potentially compound their issues, and you may see me take a higher final predicted score. uh, As far as margin of victory for the Dolphins, with my prediction, uh, if you get around to Sunday right before the game, That will dictate my expectations for how much of a dog fight the Dolphins are going to be in for. But keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a good one, and I will talk with you all again soon. Fins up.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.